Hey everybody, welcome back to the Teen Talk Podcast. I'm Hayden Trowbridge, and today I'm joined with a very special guest. Um, his name is Anthony Silva. He is currently a college student at San Francisco State studying kinesiology, um, which is basically like um, athletic training and things like that. But the way that I first found out about him, which is kind of crazy, where I was playing baseball and I see this kid, um, 17 year old kid, or maybe 16 at that time, um, ha- and he had a camera and he was taking pictures and he was good friends of my uh, one friend, Chase Stanley. And uh, he asked him to come out that day and I met him and I got in contact with him and we started having conversations and one thing led to another and now we're great friends, um, both uh, creators taking pictures and things like that. You're just an awesome down-to-earth dude. So welcome to the podcast, Anthony. It's awesome to have you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm glad I could come out today. That's I'm excited. Um, but yeah, it's it was crazy. We met through, um, well, we never actually met him face-to-face, but got in contact. We had the same interests, um, and I, it's crazy. We were here now um, meeting and doing this podcast. I'm excited. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about your um, company, sort of going into it and um, because you really are, you're a self-made um, teenage entrepreneur um, for the most part with your, um, would you, uh, his business is called Silver Shoots. So tell me a little about that and the brainchild behind it and how that came to be. Yeah, so I started, it actually started, I'd say the biggest like driving factor was um, my eighth grade year, somewhere in my eighth grade year, um, my family went to France, we went to like Paris and Switzerland and I had a camera, well it was my dad's camera at the time, my dad's camera at the time. Um, we're just taking a lot. I was taking a lot of pictures for the family and whatnot. And in eighth grade, maybe even seventh grade, my brother was always in travel baseball. To this day, he's still playing baseball in high school. Um, Nicholas Silva, he's going to be a sophomore at Paraclete. And so I've taken pictures like for him, for all of his travel teams. And I think that's what got me liking photography. And I think I'd say eighth grade and then for sure, like the summer of eighth grade year going into my high school year is when I was taking a lot of pictures for like other teams, excuse me, other teams and um, team and teammates of Nicholas, my brother. And I think that's when a lot of people saw more of my pictures. I was posting them more and I was like putting them on my Instagram and whatnot. And from there, people were like, wow, like you have really good work. And at the time I was like, okay, this is my dad's like small camera. Like it's not, can't be that good, whatever. Um, But people kept telling me that and they were like, you should, then high school, like football season rolled around. People like, you should take pictures at football games. You should do this. And I did it and I was just like taking them and then I'd give out like a big Google link the next day and everyone would um, see them and would like them. And I was just doing that for, I'd say my whole, not whole, I'd say like about half, half of my freshman year of high school. Um, and then people were like, you should charge. Like, this is very good. You should charge. And then a lot of people said that. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should make this like a little business. And then I think about halfway, maybe like January, February is when I made the Instagram account, Silver Shoots. Um, and from there, it just, it took off. I started with sports. I tried doing all types of sports. I, once I did all types of sports, I was doing that, doing that. And then I was like, you know what? Let me do like events. And I started doing events. And to this day now, I'd say I've done I've done a couple weddings, I've done quinceañeras, I've done baptisms, I've done baby showers. Like it really, I didn't see myself doing all that, but I ended up doing a lot of that and meeting a lot of good people. That's what one of the things I really like with it. You could meet um, really awesome people, make connections, um, and yeah, that's how it came along. All with my brother and his baseball, and then I was like, I gotta make something more out of this. And then from there, just 
take off. Yeah, and so something cool about Anthony is he does, like he said, everything from, you know, baseball and football, which, I mean, his pictures are absolutely incredible, but he does, you know, portraits for people and does, oh. like, special shoots and things like that, which is that awesome. Too. I forgot. Yeah, you know, kind of jack of all trades here, but um, what's really cool is you did this, you know, all in your freshman year, and, you know, most people, I think it's really hard to be like, okay, I'm good at something, now how do I make that into something where I can either earn something from it and meet people? Um, which that's my favorite part about being able to take pictures is you take that picture and you go back and edit them and you see like all the smiles and everything and you know all the interaction that you have with those people that's like the most uh, or most incredible thing is you know I did the similar thing to you last year where I took pictures of my entire student or my entire student right, student section uh-huh. and um, they I guess quote unquote fan interaction there um, was awesome and I bet you felt something like that as well mm-hmm. along the lines of that yeah. You get you get their responses, and then it's just like you're you're capturing memories for people, and it's really awesome. Um, that stuff. That's not. I didn't even touch on that. Like then the whole aspect of like the delivering part of it, like just getting their responses, whether it's in person or like through text or DM. Like the people love them, and just that like it's like a uh, like a kind of satisfying like like wow like I I did that I, I delivered that, and it's a pretty. I really like it. It's a good. Um, you deliver and then you get the response back and it's good feedback and it makes me feel good. Yeah, so I, I what's cool about that is obviously like the the creation part of it oh, yeah. is where you, you create it and you edit it. So uh, just like a basic thing, how many sleepless nights were you up, you know, doing the pictures and like mentally had that take a toll and and um, that sort of thing? Yeah, so, so during this, this is all while I was in high school. So there was, I'd say... Um, I would say a couple weekends, not a couple weekends, but during the weekends, because like, I wouldn't really edit all night during like Monday through Thursday. I would just do like on a Friday night, Saturday night. And there was times when if I shot a big game, I would, <clears throat> excuse me, I would, the whoever I was taking pictures for would ask me like, oh, I would need them by the next day. Or like it's pretty soon I knew I had something coming up and I'd stay up uh, to 1, 1 a.m. Um, just editing. And I don't know, it's something different when I'm editing in the middle of the day. And But when you're editing at night, it's just, I don't know. It's it's the best thing yeah, ever, dude. It's, it's, it's really awesome, yeah. It's cool. But um, but yeah, there's there's been definitely a couple nights. And even still to this day, um, when someone does need them very soon, and I'm like, okay, I took a lot of pictures. I got to clear up through these pictures, edit, pick the best ones. Um, there's definitely a lot of those nights that you stay up pretty late. And so a lot of people who take pictures, whether that's for school or for things, um, like events like you did or portraits, um, it's being a creator is like a, it's very like mentally stressing because you're, you know, dealing with all the, um, I guess all the feedback that you're getting, oh, your pictures are good, but then you have other people like, oh, your pictures suck or like that sort of thing. So like mentally, how did, especially going through high school, like you're a freshman doing this Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like stepping into it. So mentally, how was that sort of like, how did that play a, play a role in, in that? Um, well, I want to say, I think, I'd say, I can't really remember, um, I'd say for the most part, I didn't really pay attention to, like, what people were saying. I mean, I, no, I don't, I'll take that back. Yeah, I, I did hear when people would say encouraging stuff, and that's what kind of drove me. I didn't really pay attention to, like, just small remarks, like, oh, I mean, it's just a picture. Like, I didn't really pay attention to that, um, which is, honestly, I don't really have, I don't really try to retain those memories I just focus on all like that oh I love this awesome you got to come out again and that's really what um what got me going I'd say what um what's the word just I don't know it's like gives leaves a satisfying like calmness in you I don't know how to explain it. it's yeah. just a cool 
feeling. And so sort of tips for um, either people that are coming into the industry and being like, I know for me, it's like, how do I create um, when let's say I don't have a big camera or a big lens or, you know, what, what's your, what would be your, like your top three and tips? Because I would consider you, I mean, obviously you haven't been doing it for 20 years, but yeah. I mean, you're very good at what you do. So I would consider you almost like a professional in your field. So what are some tips that you give to people um, going into the photography um, industry? All right. Three tips. Okay. I don't, I don't want to say in any order, but I, cause I can't think of like the right order, but I just say three important tips. Um, one, well, I guess I'd say one of the first ones is get experience. So I, I, if you're new to it, I wouldn't say go out and shoot a wedding, obviously. But at, if you have someone getting married, if you want to get into like event photography, ask them, hey, would you need a second shooter? Just kind of like kind of immerse yourself in it. Um, I know I did, did that with one, two, two photographers. I did two weddings before I did the two I did on my own. I just like kind of was with them. And at the end of it, I gave them my card and I showed them the pictures and they let me know which ones they really liked, what they would have changed. Um, so definitely immerse yourself in whatever type of photography you want to do. I'd say sports is the easiest because like everyone has cameras at sports games. Yeah. So you could just kind of go out there and just do your thing, take pictures, trial and error, see what works and whatnot. Um, and then portraits. If you want to get into portraits, you got to, I'd say... Um, look out, um, reach out to people and see if anybody wants to do a photo shoot, let them know, hey, I want to create something, I want to get into this and just like immerse yourself, get used to it, get used to that dynamic of like shooting someone. Um, that would be my first tip, would probably be to immerse yourself in whatever um, dynamic you want to be in, whether it's portraits, events or sports. Um, second one would probably be with equipment, I feel like a lot of people are discouraged. I know I was, I said like, I had my dad's small camera and I would see all these other photographers and they didn't have that small camera. And I was like, okay, I gotta get that. Um, which is kind of crazy because the money that I used to get those lenses and the cameras I have now, I use all that, I made all that money with all the stuff I was doing in high school with like sports and portraits. So that's another part of the big old satisfying like factor of it is like, you just, I saved all that through photography to kind of like upgrade yourself, um, upgrade your, your equipment, I'm sorry, not yourself. Um, but would definitely like, you don't need a, you don't need a top of the line model. I don't have a top of the line model by no means, but um, certainly better to jump from where I started. Um, so get used to whatever you have, get familiar with it, you know the camera um, and let's see. I'd say, oh, manual. Everyone, get a, stay away from auto. Learn it on manual. Um, look at YouTube videos, whatever you have to do, and it's pretty rewarding to know a whole camera through manual. I don't know. I'd say that. Yeah, that, I think that was one of the first things that I talked to you about. I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot a basketball game. How do I do that? Uh -huh. You know, and I, I texted you, oh, yeah. and you're like, shoot on manual, please. Yeah. For uh, Don't, don't uh -huh. stay off the, you know stay off auto, which was like one of the first tips you ever told me. And as soon as I did that, I started learning. And I think that's also something very important for young photographers and um, people going into that industry is like you said, you don't need a, you know, three, $4,000 camera and like a two, $3,000 lens. Mm -hmm. It's all about what you do and the memories that you're capturing with the equipment you have, because, right. um, I, it, I like to use this and I tell my friends all the time, especially with, uh, uh, creating things is mm -hmm. it's the, you know the typical nike saying is just do it right like, just do it just create and it, as soon as you start creating that's when people start to notice and then one day you can end up 
having that better equipment so that you can keep creating. Mm-hmm. So it's just that first yeah. step of you just need to create. And same thing with this podcast. It's like I just need to create it so that one day it can be better mm-hmm. and I can have other people on. So um, it's things like that. So tell me a little bit more. Um, we, we've talked about your brand, but I want to know a little bit more about you. Um, so tell me some of uh, about uh, tell me some of your story and your your background and what sort of led you to um, into pictures and then obviously into um, San Francisco State and how that's how that's impacting you. Um, so let's see. Uh, besides with like my brother kind of just taking um, like going to his games and whatnot, I'd say the other other big aspect that I don't really think of, but it's I mean it's reality. It's all those comments of people telling me, like, you know what, make this a business, you should charge for this, this is super awesome. All of that, I was like, oh, shoot, like, I mean, I don't have a job in high school. I mean, I was like, huh, I can make this my job. And sure enough, that's what I did, um, making, being an entrepreneur, making your own brand and doing your own business, forming your own clients. I'd say that was probably the biggest thing that I overlook, other than my brother and going to his games, um, is the, the customer and people um, interaction. Um, that's really rewarding and satisfying like hearing those comments and like uplifting um and at the time being i was uh i was just telling you earlier how i was always like the youngest in my class so being in high school i was like uh my freshman freshman year being 14 and hearing that from like adults and seniors i was like wow like they're serious like i should i gotta do this um that's definitely i'd say the other aspect of bringing me into it um and then you mentioned san francisco state so yeah i'm studying I just finished my first year of college um, studying kinesiology. I want to go into physical therapy. That's the goal right now. I want to be a doctor of physical therapy. Um, so that's it's a big journey in itself. I'd say I have another one, two, three, and then three, at least another six years of school for that, um, which is like, whoa, but it's going to fly by. I always got to remind myself that. My parents always remind me. Um, but in high school, while I was doing photography, I started volunteering at a physical therapy clinic. And I just wanted to get into it because at the time I wanted to be an engineer. And I was like, well, what if math isn't my thing? I got to have like a backup. So I was like, let me check out physical therapy and like chiropractic, chiro, I don't even know how to say it. Like chiro, chiropractor, chiropractor. Oh, yeah. um, so I checked those two out and I really immediately liked um, the physical therapy mm-hmm. clinic that I was at. And I'm still volunteering there this summer, as a matter of fact. And from what ended up just being like a one week, just kind of immerse yourself into it. I've done, I'd say now about 300 hours there, 350 hours and still going. Um, And at the time, I didn't even know that to get into physical therapy schools, you need like 400 and like really big ones. You need like 500 hours to get into. So it's definitely good that I started that young. Um, But that's another Another big old, what's it called, interest of mine is working with like injured people, injured athletes, injured just people in general, whether it's a car accident, you fall down your stairs. Because um, in high school, I ran um, cross country. Well, not even from high school. Since fourth grade, I've been running and I've never gotten injured. I've never broken a bone, nothing like that. Never torn anything. Better knock so, on wood, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm definitely um, fortunate for that. And I was, I'd have teammates. I'd like be injured and would go to physical therapy. So it was always something that I was like, huh, like I should definitely explore that one day. And I was like, wow, like I never broken something. I may as well help people that are injured or broke something. And that's definitely my top two interests right now is helping people um, that are injured and rehabilitation and photography and just delivering that awesomeness of 
work and whatever. Um, those are two big things that I really love. And one thing that I noticed among, um, I guess, younger people, and I guess people just in general, you know, I, I, there's, you know, we try and classify, it's like, oh, there's this race, this race, this race, but it's mm-hmm. actually, we're just one race and it's the mm-hmm. human race. The, yeah. And so yeah. what I find interesting about everybody is no matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is, we all have this desire to help and contribute, whether that be through physical therapy, through creating, um, uh, whether that's pictures and you're, you know, creating, capturing those memories. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, um, and especially creative people who, let's say, like t- do photography and videography, um, they all have this desire to help and make an impact on our world. Yeah. Um, and so what sort of got you, I guess, what really influenced you besides, obviously, the people in your, um, I would say, younger life? Because a lot of our inspiration comes from, you know, um, or an in, in impact comes from when we were younger. So what sort of influenced you um, when you were younger to be, okay, I want to help people who have been injured or um, things like that? Um, ooh, okay. Uh, I'd say just uh, what helped me influence people. Okay, so i definitely say that growing, growing up, I would always... My parents at the time, like, I would just do, like, over-the-top, like, extra little things. Like, the little little things, though, not over-the-top little things that would kind of make them, like, smile, make their day. Like, my parents would come home from work, and I'd, like, say, set the dinner table or wash all the dishes or whatnot. Okay, I, not the dishes, not the dishes. <laughs> no, That's actually I don't think anybody does my least dishes. favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. They make me do that, but the table, like, little things when I was younger. Or say my mom was, I definitely remember this. She'd go, like, away for, like, a business trip. And then when she'd come back after four or five days, we would, like, decorate the garage, like, welcome back. Just little things like that and just seeing my parents' reactions and a couple of my close aunts and uncles um, doing that to them and just seeing their reactions. Um, I'd say that um, goes in hand with, like, the getting the, the customer and the client, like, wow, like, I love this. Um, that and, like, going over the top with just editing a picture way more than they wanted it and just having that really, like, wow, thank you so much. Like, that, that's a... Uh, something that I really like and enjoy. And I'd say that from a young age, I've liked getting that like feedback. I mean, we all do. We all like, you'd be like, wow, yes, good job. But I don't know, me especially in that, I think that's somewhat related to like the feedback with like clients, I'd mm-hmm. say that. Um, but yeah, um, that's been from a pretty young age, I'd say. I really like that. How, how do those, those interactions with your clients and um, with the consumer, how do those like interactions make you feel in a way? And like, um, you've said it's satisfying, but is there something deeper? That, does that like fill something for you? Um, fill something deeper. Um, I well, I mean, good like having that good interaction with the clients, having them be satisfied, good customer service, all that. I think that that that's pot- definitely potential for more. So when I see that there's someone very I mean very enjoy the experience of having me take their pictures and then delivering them I that's like like a gateway to like them telling all their friends and whatnot um there are people friends from work or family whatever um so that in itself is pretty valuable I'd say that like that those reactions um and if they're not because there's always going to be people and clients that are like oh well I definitely um, have had clients, for example, that like, oh, didn't like the edit or thought that they looked funny or whatnot. And then they would ask me to go edit something. And that's like someone that's not happy or not um, 
very impressed so by your photography so i would i talk to them see what i could do editing wise and then i try to make it the best as possible uh, make them enjoy that experience whether it's a reshoot or whatever um but that's very key having those um good customer um, engagement because they could it's potential for them referring you which would allow us more opportunity on your end on the creator yeah and so we were talking about earlier before the podcast um and i think this is a kind of like a cool segue to go go into it is where we talked about you know jumping right into things and sort of just doing it mm-hmm. right but also um we were talking about your plans for this summer and one of the things that was on your list was um skydiving which oh, yeah. not many people um our age are able to do because i think you have to be 18 or something uh-huh. like that to be able to skydive um but tell me a little bit about that experience um the skydiving and was that sort of like an oh my gosh moment where you kind of just jumped and you're that you realized a bunch of things or it was just like okay i'm flying in the air so tell me a little bit more about that um, well, what's crazy, so I went with my friend Lindsay, I went to, I graduated high school with her, um, she li- she moved to Ventura now, we, we both grew up in the same city, but we, she lives in Ventura now, and so I visited her for the, um, it was like two days for the weekend, and, but prior to that, I was like, hey, let's, um, let's go do something like crazy, and I was she's like, what do you mean? I was like, let's go skydiving, there's one in Santa Barbara, it's like a 40 minute drive from your house, and at the time, she was nervous, I was like, you know, we got this, it's gonna be fun. Um, and then when we were rolling up, I was, she said I was getting her anxiety driving. Like the last like 10 minutes, I see like a lot of planes cause we were approaching the airport and I was just getting freaked out. I was like, Oh no, we're not doing this. Um, and I was kind of shocked, but I didn't want to admit it. Cause I was like, I mean, this is my idea. Now I'm the one like being a <laughs> yeah. crybaby about it. And then we walk in and we're signing the waivers and it was, it was really bad. I was just sweating. I was super nervous. And then the, the front desk lady, she told me, she's like, you have a bigger chance of dying through like a shark attack or a vending machine falling on you than your parachute malfunction. I was like, that like settled in me. And I was like, wait a minute, she works here. This this must be true. I was yeah. like, okay. And then after the fact, I looked at it and it was true. And I was like, wow, like I just got to relax and calm down. Like you thought of, you had a different mindset about it earlier. Why you change it now? Now that you're seeing all this, like just think of it the same. Um, and then I calmed down. We get all like geared up and whatever, um, and then going into the plane, then I get nervous all over again. And then the plane ride up, I was like sweating, and I was like, no, 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 this is not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But deep down, I knew like I'm gonna go off this plane. I'm not gonna waste my money. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off this plane. And little did I know that by sitting by um, see, this is how nervous I was. I'm sitting by the wind, right by the plastic like door, and I didn't even think like, oh, this means I'm gonna go out first. So then I'm like, oh, does this mean I'm going to go out first? And he's like, yeah, hell yeah, brother. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So <laughs> we're there, and I'm like, oh, God. And then the plane, like, kind of, so it's going up, and then it kind of goes down, and you feel that, like, because, you know, when you, like, is that zero gravity? Like, when it kind of just yeah, the goes, G-force yeah, that's, like, you didn't feel, you felt weightless for a couple seconds. And he does that to tell everyone, like, okay, we're at the right altitude. The door swings open, uh, just feeling that, like, plane wobble. I was like, whoa. The door swings open, we get situated, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is crazy, this is about to happen. And just one, two, and he just jumps, and we just jumped on two, not even on three, just completely jumped, and it was it was insane. You, I don't even know like how to describe it. That's why, um, it's I, that's why I told everyone that's asking me like I don't know how to describe it. Just a lot of wind, for sure, a lot of wind. Okay. Um, that's a lot of a lot of wind. Um, and then the parachute went op- opened up and 
quietest thing I've ever heard. Like you just, it was just calm. Um, that was crazy in itself. Then the landing happened and it was fine. And I was just like, wow, like I was so nervous for just like the unknown. And I know um, you have your, your, I know we both watch the same YouTube channel, the yeah. Yes Theory. Yeah, yes theory. And their biggest thing is like seek discomfort. And I've seen their video on like taking people skydiving. I've seen all their stuff of like, it's like the unknown that mm -hmm. we're like, people, a lot of people are afraid to do. Um, and that's exactly what happened to me on that day. I was just like, I don't know how it's going to be. How am I going to, what's going to happen? And I just had to keep telling myself, like, it's going to be okay. You had this idea and it was fine. And then now you're all being a crybaby about it. Like, just do it. And I did it. And that's, I'm very happy that I did that. I would definitely go again. Yeah. And, you know, something interesting about that on, on that same token is where, you know, it's that typical thing where, you know, you're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in the dark. You know, so like there, if there's nothing there, there's nothing to be scared of. But if mm -hmm. there's like a, you know, boogie monster in the dark, then you're scared of what's in the dark. Mm -hmm. So it's that fear of the unknown. And oh, yeah. that's that saying that yesterday has is seek discomfort is pushing yourself outside the comfort zone so that you experience things that you may have never experienced if you were to say no. Mm -hmm. um, and so taking that step to say yes um, so that you live a um, life fulfilled where um, there's a book by um, Henry David Thoreau, which is called Walden. And one of the quotes I'm not exactly sure is I went to the woods to, um, um, to live like purposefully um, and to, to suck out all the marrow of life, which mm -hmm. is basically th that quote saying is to really get everything and squeeze that lemon as much as possible to get all the juices out. So you experience everything in life to the fullest. Cause you have, you have oh, one yeah. life to live. Most yeah. of us, are gonna live to eighty, guys. You know, probably less because <laughs> I don't know why. That's just that's just what it is. But you know, most of us are gonna live to let's say seventy or eighty, and mm -hmm. so we have to take every day and every second as if it was our last. Yeah. And so that idea of kind of just you know, f it, I'm gonna do it, mm -hmm. and just jump into that. You know, whether that's you know a literal jump where you're jumping out of a plane, mm -hmm. or something where you're jumping into it like, okay, I'm gonna pick up a camera and I'm gonna take pictures, because mm -hmm. you never know. I mean, you could have had those people say, oh, you're you know you're great at taking pictures, and then you're like, yeah, thanks, uh, that's awesome, and mm -hmm. then you could have never done anything with it. Yeah. But you know, you being who you are and you having this incredible story and this background of I want to help people, and I you know I want to do the little things to make these to capture these memories, mm -hmm. where you're like, okay. Let's start a business mm -hmm. and let's continue to do that. And then let's study something where I'm helping people. And um, I just think it's that it's that initial jump. If you kind of say yes more, which is the, the idea behind yes theory, the more you say yes, the more experiences you have. Oh, yeah. Um, so do you have anything like that where you've said yes to something and that's really opened up an idea of possibilities? Do you have like any... Um yeah maybe not as like big like a crazy like experience but I was talking about like uh, customers and referrals um, I ended up uh, getting in contact or an athletic director for a school in the valley San Fernando Valley um, saw my saw my pictures and I think I like tagged their school a couple times in like my Instagram story and I was at a baseball game he walked up to me and he's like is this you and I was like oh, yeah that's my that's my Instagram account he showed me my story he's like is this your account and I was like, yeah, um, that, that's my uh, that's my Instagram. And he asked me like how much I charged, and I gave him a price on the spot, which I don't really normally do like to think about it, see what exactly they want. But I don't know, at that moment, I just gave the, the price on the spot for the game. 
Um, this was, mind you, this is probably my sophomore year of high school. So I was definitely still, uh, that was within the first three years, two, two years, two and a half years, I'd say, of photography. And I gave him the price and he was like, done. Like, I'll, I'll pay you if you take pictures of this baseball game of his team. And at the time, I was already taking pictures of the other team. So yeah. I was like, okay, now I got to really be getting both the whole game now. And I never knew that giving him that price in the spot would allow him to... Um, I've probably taken, um, I'd say, almost around 50 games for their school. All I've done, let's see, soccer, baseball, basketball, um, volleyball... Um, I've done almost 50 games, a little bit over 50 games for them, um, and I never would have known that that would have happened. Never known that I would have um, got close with him and meet him and be close with his school and their their athletes. So that's a uh, that's some, not, you, like you never know. But if I would have was like, um, uh, let me get back to you, like that probably wouldn't have happened, or maybe not as quick. I don't. He may have seen someone else, but I don't know. By saying yes, that that would allow all that to happen and all those games to be taking pictures of. So. That's a perfect example, I'd say. Yeah, and that also comes to you having your business, right? Your business plan, you know, what your business is and sort of this idea. Right. So what would be some tips? Because I'm trying to start something like myself, like my own brand, right? Um, where I'm able to sort of bring people in and, and have this community of, mm -hmm. you know, entrepreneurs and things like that. So what would be some tips that you would give to people about starting a business? Because it's not easy. Not everybody can do it. It takes some form of you know one smarts and two uh -huh. um, like determination so what are some tips that you give to people who are trying to do a, a, start, a startup or um, start their own business um well i'd say you gotta just speaking of any business any you gotta think of the absolute which i at the time when i started mine i didn't think of this but looking back at it if i would have this would have been a driving factor um, on make this make your Instagram account go make this a photography business um, you gotta think the best think the best of whatever idea you have like what's the best that can happen to it um, like gotta go into it thinking hoping for the best like don't like don't think of any doubts just going go in it hoping for the best and see envision like what you could be doing what you would be doing for people their reactions all of that and I think that would help that's definitely a driving factor on building a business. Um, you also, you, what did you ask? You asked something about, um, what would you, oh, like tips, I guess yeah. you said for building the business. Um, um, well, one, I'd say I, we talked about it earlier regarding like immersing yourself, like, and just doing it, whether it's like reaching out to people and, Hey, would you want to try this? Would you want to try my product? Would you want to go on a shoot with me? Would you want to whatever re relation it is to your business kind of open the door let people in um but other than that i'd say um use social media social media is like it's it, right now that's probably the like that's the way to market yourself um brands in fact are even using like people they use people there's like regular people like us they pay them to like hey use this like in instagram i'd say instagram but instagram twitter facebook um, all of those are like perfect ways to get yourself out there, use hashtags, um, locations, and like you, you got to be seen, showcase yourself. Um, uh, you got to get yourself out there so people could see you, hear about your business, your product, um, your idea. I'd say that's the top two tips. So immersing yourself and then go, go into it with like the best, like think for the best, have a good mindset about it. I'd say those are the top two that I could think of.
Yeah, and those are awesome. I think, again, immersing yourself is great. And, you know, if you expect your company not to do well, then it's mm -hmm. not going to do well. But if you think the highest of it, um, if you think, okay, we're going to go all the way, mm -hmm. then your company, if you keep working at it, mm -hmm. at some point, it's going to get there. Right. Um, and mm -hmm. if it doesn't, try, try again. Uh -huh. um, so you've talked to me very briefly, sort of, you know, you're going to San Francisco and how you didn't have much time to take pictures and things like that. So what for you, um, what is your, what do you see for Silva shoots, um, in the future? What are your ideas for that? Um, so, well, I'll start with, like you mentioned, so going to San Francisco, I thought that I would be able to, um, uh, keep taking pictures, keep on doing what I was doing back when I was in high school. Um, that did not happen exactly how I wanted to. I found myself way too busy with classes. Um, and then I got a job. I was working at a restaurant it was like, I guess I could have, but that would have been my only free time in school. And I was like, uh, I'm just going to just chillax if I have a couple like hours on a Saturday or on a Wednesday, whatever. Um, but you said seeing the future of it, I would say I don't want to make it by no means like my full time career. At one point I did. At one point I thought like I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to do all all events, all genres of photography. But that, that changed when I realized that I want to be a physical therapist or something in the physical therapy related field or sports medicine, something like that. Um, and I definitely want to just keep it like as a side hobby, but I still really do love it. It's something that I really do. We're talking about the cust like customer interactions, all of those. There's so many aspects of photography that I like um, that I, I do want to keep doing it for the rest of my life, um, just on the side or if somebody needs it. Um, but I don't want to go into it full time, but I definitely always want to keep it there. Um, I do plan on like trying new things with it. I mean, I'm sure there's other types of photography that I haven't done as my, yeah, there's like, there's food photography. There's like, um, real estate photography. There's, there's definitely more that I haven't done in it that I am so down to go into and explore it and try that. I, I mean, I'm still in the, we're, like you were talking about our earth, our earth, our ages and how we're here for a limited time. Um, I may as well try to do that while I'm still here. Um, so that's something that I definitely want to keep exploring, like get into new stuff with photography. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely am excited for the, the, what did we say? The unknown. We don't know. I'm gonna, yeah. I don't know where that's going to take me, but I'm excited for that. Yeah. And this idea of, sorry, not knowing, but also being determined to find what's in that unknown mm -hmm. um, and and putting yourself in situations to um, be immersed in the unknown. Mm -hmm. um, what would what are your ideas around determination and sort of this generation of determination? Because, you know, with you have older generations saying for our younger generation, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. But so what are your ideas around? I mean, you know, you have someone saying, oh, a, a 16 year old can't you know, take pictures and make a business mm -hmm. out of that. Well, I have friends such as you and then my friend Donovan who mm -hmm. did that and they made it into a business. So right. it's, it's, it's not a matter of, um, they can't do it. It's a matter of when are they going to do it? Uh -huh. So what are your ideas around, um, our generation and the determination that we have? Um, so I'd say determination in our generation. Let's see. I, when I started, like I said, it was that like, there's you, there's something in you that is going to make you want to do it more. With my case, it was the interaction, the engagement. Everyone's going to have something different that like kind of drives them. You got to find that and you got to see what it is that like 
what reward getting back that you like and find that and use that to like kind of go more go more um and you mentioned like age i definitely anyone i'd say i don't i wouldn't i don't even want to say like definitive age but like for example me at 14 i had that that thought process of oh you know what maybe these people are right i can make a business for sure anyone can i don't know i don't want to say give an age but you could anyone well let's just say high school this is your, your teen um teen podcast i'd say definitely you can make a business you got to just see it envision it and like we were saying um immerse yourself into it. like get experience see if it's right for you see what you like about it and i think that's like that's a very good way to like reward someone whatever you like from it it's like just go chase that just go go for it you know what i mean yeah because a lot of it is experience and really figuring out because you can't know if you love something unless you do it Mm -hmm. so it's like you know i don't I love taking pictures. Well, do you have a camera? No. Well, have you ever taken a picture? No. I just mm-hmm. like looking at them. It's mm-hmm. like, how are you going to know if you like to take them if you haven't done it? Mm-hmm. So it's getting that experience, one, and then um, doing it enough times where you're like, I love to do this. And that's one thing that I noticed w- with with you and then also our generation in general is we get very passionate about things, whether that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, with let's say women's marches and or the um the march for our lives things like that we get so passionate Uh about things and we turn them into something incredible yeah something huge that has a huge impact on not only our generation but it's informing other generations about um about this determination Uh and and um and sort of creating something bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's one thing that i if anybody listening to this um if they can take one thing away from this, um, is that your goal and and what you do um, is to create something bigger than yourself and help mm-hmm. um, help the next generation or um, help the older generations, right? So with you, um, that's capturing those memories so that you can have those memories for generations to come. Mm-hmm. Or um, with the kinesiology, it's um, helping people so that they can um, get back on their feet and... Um, and continue to impact. Yeah. So it's creating something bigger than yourself so that you're able to impact and have this sort of, um, this bigger part to your life where you're helping people and not just, um, doing that typical nine to five where mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're at a desk and you, you do the same thing every day mm-hmm. and you're actually having, instead you're now having a purpose to what you're doing. Right. So I think that's something interesting about um, us and, and what we do. Uh-huh. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, so sort of last remarks um, to sort of wrap it up and um, and finish things up. What If you were to give one um, tip of advice, whether that it could be about anything, it doesn't have to be about photography, um, about kinesiology, it could be whatever, um, if you were to give one tip to the people listening and um, to sort of leave them on a note to, to think and to have ideas percolate, what would that be? Ooh, okay. Um, so I'd say, I think in high school, one of my, my friends said this and I would often um, relay this to my mind and I'd tell this to people and I'd be like, oh, like this, just like so-and-so says. Uh, one of my friends, her name is Christina. She would say, she said it jokingly, but I kind of took it seriously. She would just say like, just go for it. like. I mean, literally, like, just go for it. She would just say that, but I, she said it jokingly. That's the thing. And I would always take it seriously. I'd be like, oh, just go for it, like Christina says. Um, and with all this, like, seek discomfort, just do it. We are talking about, like, Nike earlier, um, having just such a simple phrase with so much, like, power. 
just go for it. Like, if you have an idea, if you doubt yourself at all, like, don't doubt yourself. Just think for, think of the best. Have that positive mindset. Just go for it and see what it brings. Like, you're gonna you're gonna learn you're gonna learn something, um, one way or another. You're gonna realize something. Um, just go for it, no matter what it is, whether it's uh, building a friendship, whether it's trying a new sport, or if it's a business, a brand, whatever it is, like, you'll never know what it, what you, what can get out of it if you don't start it. And don't, don't doubt, like, if anyone doubts himself, do not. Like, that's the whole part of this phrase, just go for it, and you'll probably be surprised at what comes out of it. I'd say that's very, very important to always have in your mind, mindset. Just go for it. Well, awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming out and, oh, yeah. um, and doing this with me and, uh, you know, informing in the next generation and mm-hmm. the people who may not understand sort of what's going on in our heads and mm-hmm. sort of getting it out there and especially about businesses because um, we're a very entrepreneurial um, generation mm-hmm. where we want to start things and we want to have this business and we want to be self-made. We don't want to have a boss. We want to be our own boss. Right. Um, and so um, thanks for the, the tips and advice. Yeah. And I hope that, um, for you listening – um, you guys do take advice. Just go for it. Um, whether that be um, in your when you're mending relationships, just go for it and you know fix yeah. those relationships. Or um, if it's in something that you're passionate about, like um, I was talking um, with my friend Jack in the first episode, just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I really appreciate you guys listening and um, sort of listening to his message. Um, thank you again for coming out, and yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, And I hope you guys all have a wonderful day and that you enjoyed the podcast. And I'll see you guys in the next um, episode. See you guys later.